This episode is brought to you by Southern Company. Southern Company is making energy clean, smart, and sustainable for their 9 million customers across the country. Southern Company, building the future of energy. Learn more at southerncompany.com future. Welcome to Yesterday, Today, and Tomorrow with your host, In Sung Kim. Sponsored by Hope in Mission, LLC. To connect with the show, go to insungkim.org. That's I-N-S-E-O-N-G-K-I-M dot O-R-G. Or listen to Insung on oneplace.com. And now it's time for Yesterday, Today, and Tomorrow with your host, Insung Kim. Hello, this is In Song Kim from yesterday, today, and tomorrow. We'll continue our program with Katie Daniel, State Policy Director, and Susan B. Anthony of Pro-Life America. Hello, Katie. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you. Yes, it was an amazing program last uh, week. And uh, thank you so much for sharing real stories. And... Um, and it said in depth polling conducted by CRC Research for Susan B. Anthony Pro-Life America reveals 75% of Americans believe the FDA should have performed studies found on girls under age 18 before proving the abortion pill, kill pill for minors. Please share with us about Yeah, I think details. one of the most surprising things about this case that people really Um, are shocked by when we talk about it is the fact that the FDA didn't follow its own rules. It it gave itself a waiver and said, we're not going to have to follow these rules in not studying the impact of this, these two medications that are a chemical abortion on minor girls. Mm -hmm. So importantly, one of these drugs is a hormone blocker. It blocks the hormone that provides the baby with nutrients so that the baby can grow. And of course, we talked a little last week, it makes perfect sense that uh, for a young girl going through puberty, her body would be impacted differently by a drug that is messing with hormones than a fully developed adult. And yet the FDA said, we don't need to study that. We're not worried about it. And they just issued uh, a blanket guideline for one prescription for everybody, whether you're a 15-year-old who weighs 100 pounds or a 40-year-old who weighs 200 pounds, same dosage for everybody, Mm. just didn't even look into it. And so that is one of the big bases for this lawsuit. And these doctors saying our patients are different and they are impacted differently by these drugs. And you never studied that. Mm. Uh, it's incredible because um, if the minor is pregnant, the whole process of abortion was more difficult because you have to call the clinic, got to walk, drive to there. It's this whole process of of the actual uh, procedure that take place. Now it's it's so easy for minors to hide the medication even from the parents and can use it, and parents might not even know what happened to the daughters, right? That's right. Um, Almost every state, including very 
progressive and liberal states um, require that mom and dad be involved with medical decisions made by their children, Mm -hmm. right? This isn't just about abortion. This is in general Mm -hmm. because mom and dad have their kids' best interests in mind. Um, They're going to be the ones there for caring for their child um, after the procedure. So it just makes sense. And, And the vast majority of Americans agree that mom and dad should be involved and should be consenting. Um, But one of the big changes that the Biden administration made in 2021 was they said these pills can be sent through the mail and they didn't set any limits on who they could be sent to. And so that Mm. included minor children. And unfortunately, there are some abortion doctors who say it doesn't matter to me if the state law requires that. I live in New York or I live in California. Uh, my state doesn't require that. So I, I'm not going to check. I'm not even going to ask how old she is. Hmm. Wow. Wow. So Alliance Defend Freedom Attorney representing four medical associates and four doctors experienced in caring for pregnant and post abortive women had asked. If, so Fifth Circuit in uphold in Amarillo, Texas, right? Federal District Court. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So share with us about that. Um, what happened April 2023? So the Federal District Court judge in Texas, he agreed with the doctors. He said from the beginning, mm-hmm. the FDA has not followed its own rules. It did not do the proper due diligence and research to bring these drugs to market. Mm -hmm. And and it's failed to do that since then. So when they changed the rules in 2016 and stopped collecting um, information about the outcomes, Mm -hmm. um, what what impact is this having on women and girls Um, in 2021 when they stopped requiring um, that women see a medical professional in person and, and said the pills can be sent by mail all the times they changed those rules, um, they did that against federal law and and what they were supposed to do. And so the district court judge said, I totally see what these doctors are saying. We need to roll all of this back. Um, That was then appealed up to the Fifth Circuit Court Mm -hmm. um, based in New Orleans, Louisiana. And they, they partially agreed. They didn't go quite as far as um, the district court, but they said, we definitely see some places here where there are some big problems. We need to roll back and get back to the safeguards that were in place from 2000 until 2016. Um, And then that that is the decision that's now being appealed in the United States Supreme Court. Mm, So now it's in the Supreme Court about the dismailing (coughs) abortion appeal issue, right? Right. So it's um, a couple of the rules that have been changed. So it used to be it had to be a doctor mm. and then that was changed, not not have to be a doctor anymore. So that's one of the rules that the Supreme Court will hear the arguments about. Um, it's, it's the collecting information about mm. what what the outcomes are. And, you know, most importantly, as far as kind of what we're looking at as the national issue here with the pills by mail is. Um, that in-person requirement um, that was removed in 2021. Mm. So it's interesting. Um, 
there should be more research about it, and I'm, I'm not an expert, but this uh, hormone bl- blocker um, is a lot related to what here a gender issue as well. So somebody has to research about it. There's some relationship to um, promote more of this gender matters. And um, so f- the Fifth Circuit Court ruling will reset the FDA approval of uh, this medication to Clinton-era status. So what does that mean? So that would mean um, the rules that would be in place would be those original guidelines. So mm-hmm. the pills would still be available, mm-hmm. um, but much less frequently and with a lot more safeguards in place for the woman. Mm-hmm. So she will go to a doctor in person. She will get to see an ultrasound of her baby, mm-hmm. uh, which is helpful medically to make sure that she does not have an ectopic pregnancy um, where she needs to go to the emergency room. I mean, this is very serious. And, and the pills don't terminate an ectopic pregnancy. They don't abort a baby um, in ectopic pregnancy. So it's very dangerous because if she gets the pills without knowing, she could think, oh, this is normal. I, you know, I'm bleeding like they told me I would. And really, she's in medical distress. Um, and women have died from that. So all of that medical screening um, will go back into effect if the Supreme Court agrees with the Fifth Circuit um, and lets their ruling take effect um, during the remainder of this lawsuit. So we're still in the early stages of this lawsuit, um, but right now we're really finding out what the policy is going to be while the lawsuit continues. So we're hopeful that the Supreme Court uh, will agree with the lower courts and, and ultimately we hope that they'll pull these drugs off the market mm. because they've been proven to be dangerous for women and lethal for children, mm-hmm. um, but hoping that we can get a good outcome in the end of this case. Yeah, and uh, the, at that time, the Clinton era status means like doctor must confirm the pregnancy prior to dispensing abortion pill, sometimes minor they don't know. They don't know what's happening with their body. They can take medication without even knowing. Uh, they might not pregnant sometimes. It's just they might think this is a birth control. And either way, you can use like you shared it. It's just hormone blocker. It's it's not safe for the mi- minors. Definitely. And also, abortion uh, pill cannot be dispen- dispensed after seven weeks. Uh, gestation, and that was the Clinton era, then with same medication, they knew then, uh, supposed to accept that it's not safe for after seven weeks, right? Right. So what data in European countries, um, where they actually do collect data Mm -hmm. on abortion outcomes, has Mm -hmm. shown us is that every week of pregnancy, those complications, so infections, hemorrhaging, very serious bleeding, um, all of that increases, the risk of that increases Mm. um, every single week, which is why in the United States, we still only have it approved up to 10 weeks, Mm. because after that, the risks are just too great. And some of the European data shows that um, the complication rate is as high as 40%, so Mm. two in five women. Once you get past like 13 or 14 weeks, 
of pregnancy. And so that's another real risk of sending pills in the mail. Mm. And we saw this during COVID um, where women who had ordered these drugs through the mail um, from other countries when mail was shut down in early 2020, they're posting online saying, I ordered this four weeks ago, five weeks ago. It's not here yet. Mm. And it's like every single week that risk is increasing. And so that's actually why um, originally most doctors um, had her actually take the first pill in person. So they knew when she took it rather than her taking it home, having it in her purse, um, and then taking it a few weeks later. And and her risk profile is completely different. And she didn't know that. Hmm. So pumping the drugs on the market, I mean, on the street and um, this male abortion pills everywhere. This is not good. This is not for good for our country, uh, especially the young people. And I'm wondering, it might be, if we're trying to ban it more, it might be like a drugs that people sell, sell black market or something. I mean, this is going the wrong directions. And uh, Clinton-era Clinton status means only a doctor can dispense the abortion pill. I mean, that's a, I think that's a common sense. That should be a basic, right? Yeah, and it was actually a doctor who could provide a surgical follow-up because at that time people understood that, um, you know, this is not safe. There mm. will be some percentage of women who who have problems and will need that surgical follow-up. So we only want doctors prescribing this who can care for her and who can get her through that process. Mm. Um, and, and in the last five years, that's really changed. Mm-hmm. And what we're seeing from that is that the rate of emergency room visits is up 500%. Mm. So um, when in the states that do pay for abortions using their Medicaid dollars, we can look at um, the billing statements and see who had a chemical abortion and did she go to the emergency room within 30 or 60 days after her abortion. And what we're seeing is the rate of women who have to go to the ER um, has just skyrocketed in the last couple of years. And it's because these safeguards have been removed. Mm. So while there was a net increase, 35 abortion meals in 2022, according to the Operation uh, Rescue, the chemical abortion business has surged with 64% of new facilities built last year uh, specializing in dispensing chemical abortion. Wow. Yeah, the abortion industry has figured out that this works for them. Mm. It is cheaper for them. They don't have to have a surgical suite. They don't have to have um, hallways wide enough for a stretcher to get through. Um, They don't have the ambulance coming to the business, making them look bad and showing what abortion really is all about. Um, so just, you know, handing out pills and sending a girl on her way to deliver her baby at home by herself um, really works for the industry, which is why um, they've kind of pivoted to 
um, specializing in these pill-only clinics. Hmm. I don't know. This is just for, uh, it, to me, it, it's more than just financial issue, financial gain. Um, because as a common sense, if we damage, damage the woman's body, uh, when they're minor, it's harder for women to have a healthy pregnancy on when their uh, right time comes to, for their family. And um, this uh, approach seems to me, are, we have to research more about it, it, but it's much more than just financial gain. It's more of a national level. It's a national security issue to me. How how, what do you think about that? Yeah, I think that there, what we are seeing is a willingness to sacrifice women's health and, and to future fertility. Mm-hmm. You know, women are told and girls are told, oh, don't worry, have an abortion when you're young. And when you want to be pregnant, it, it will be fine. There will be no impact. Mm-hmm. And for some women, that might be true. But for many, they suffer physical complications. Um, they suffer grief, mm-hmm. um, and it does have lifelong impact. And so to say this is easy or this is a quick fix is just not accurate. And I think that's where you're absolutely right that um, the drive for abortion on demand just seems to outweigh thinking about what the real-world impacts are for the women and girls who are sold these drugs. Mm-hmm. So I think um, we have to uh, protect this woman through the law. Definitely we have to fight for that. But at the same time, I think we should be really focused on educating families as well, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I know one of the big areas of focus for our group and for many groups around the country is making sure that um, women feel supported, that they understand the resources available to them. Um, Study after study shows that the overwhelming majority of women um, say, if this was different, if I had a little bit more money in my bank account, if I had support from my parents or from baby's father or from whoever, from somebody in my church, um, I I would have wanted to carry this baby. I didn't want to have this abortion. And so if we can help solve the problem rather than allowing the lie to continue that the baby is the problem, I think we'll really be able to develop a culture of life in our country Mm-hmm. Um, and beyond that, we've got to start with just kind of the foundation. You know, I recently learned that a lot of school biology programs mm-hmm. teach little kids that life begins at birth. Mm. And and we know that's not true for, for plants, for animals, or for human beings. Mm-hmm. We all have that gestational process mm-hmm. that you know, is the true beginning. It's not birth. That is what uh, people say to justify legal abortion. Mm -hmm. So we really got to get back to the basics of biology and what the truth is. Yeah, it it 
it's incredible. It's amazing that we can just uh, so far from the common sense that we can still uh, accept those lies. And I think it's very important for us to protect our generation uh, legally and educationally uh, to um, proactively speak up about this because Christian value teaches us the valuing other human being, right? Value the life. And I think Christians are supposed to speak up more about this issue, um, about protecting lives, um, not just the babies, but a man and woman, young generation, especially on the teens and 20s right now. Yeah, absolutely. I think a big part of the lies of abortion is that if a woman becomes pregnant, somehow Mm -hmm. this is her singular problem. Mm -hmm. When we know it it takes two Mm -hmm. (laughs) and she's not alone, but she's being told over and over, your problem, your choice, you have got to deal with this. And that really drives her to to believe that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, whether you're a parent or um, a neighbor or a friend to a young person, men Mm -hmm. and women, Mm -hmm. uh, making sure they know the truth of the human person, Mm -hmm. the dignity that they have and that their child would have, Mm -hmm. um, and and that you will be there for them and support them is so important. Yeah. How do we help young ladies to think that? Abortion is woman's right to actually dig, um, uh, damaging the dignity uh, of the womanhood, uh, and I think that's what uh, it comes down to. How do we switch the mindset of from the woman's right to actually valuing themselves? And I think that is the. Well, you know, the polling that we see, and uh, my my colleagues at the Charlotte Lozier Institute recently mm-hmm. put out a poll showing 60% of women, they polled post-abortive women, mm-hmm. um, and 60% of them said, I felt pressured either um, in a very direct way, you know, somebody was threatening me, mm-hmm. um, or I felt like I didn't have another choice, but mm-hmm. this went against my values. Mm-hmm. So they didn't, they felt kind of that secondary pressure of like, I don't have another solution. So this is the solution, mm-hmm. even though I'm looking for something else. Mm-hmm. And so I think helping, you know, women know in their hearts, they know it's, uh, and men know too, we all know. Yeah. <laughs> you have to kind of trick yourself into mm-hmm. dissociating from the truth of the baby. And mm-hmm. I think if we can really key into and be supportive, um, that little voice that says, I'm looking for another solution, this is not the solution, um, we can really build a better pro-life future. Yeah, I think it should be a campaign, actually campaign to um, have more conversations and understand and actually um, protecting our daughters and their lives and their babies. And I think it's um, not just uh, uh, our daughters. Actually, the other side, uh, that our sons, their lives has to be protected too. 
I he- I heard like a lot of stories that it affects men tremendously uh, if they um, heard the girlfriend or um, can be um, fiance. I I don't know. In that case, that they had abortion without letting a gentleman know. Uh, that can devastating men as well. So I think it, it affects whole family. So thank you so much for being with us, sharing, and thank you so much for in the front line and uh, in changing this law about abortion pill. Thank you so much, Katie Daniel. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening uh, yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Please share this program and download it. And uh, if it's difficult to share among the family, just download this program and share and to uh, our sons and daughters. And thank you so much for listening yesterday, today, and tomorrow. We'll be back next week. Thank you. Parts provides more than just the right parts for your repair. Our professional parts people can also offer free check engine light diagnosis. We can scan your vehicle and provide a list of possible fixes. Find the right parts for you or recommend a great local repair shop. Don't ignore your check engine light. Stop by your local O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.